Welcome to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. Right now, I'm standing in an alleyway in Vancouver with the three members of Rufus. You also might know them as Rufus Dussol. And I would love it if you guys could say your name and what you do in the band. I'm Tyron. I sing. I'm James. I play the membrane phones. <laughs> what is that? It's the drums <laughs> for the uneducated. Hey, I'm John, and I play the keys. So, guys, what's been the highlight of your day so far? Well, uh, we've been on tour for about three weeks, so today was a special one because I thought the lobby call was 8 a.m. We're traveling with Hermitude and other two dudes, or three dudes. Uh, I put my alarm on for 8 o'clock, which it said is in our tour diary, but unfortunately found out that uh, it was at 7, so I was 20 minutes late and didn't get to have a shower. So my highlight today was that 20 minutes ago, I had a nice, fresh shower. I'm feeling pretty clean right now. <laughs> I, I can appreciate where you're coming from, because when you've been on tour for as long as we have, a shower goes a long way. And this happened to you yesterday. So I can relate. <laughs> So, for people who don't know, a lobby call is what? Well, I guess when you're on tour with a big group of people, uh, you need to have a meeting time, and everyone hates you if you're 10 minutes late because it means that everyone got up 10 minutes early for no reason, and they miss out on that extra 10 minutes sleep, which is pretty valuable when you are staying up at till 3 or 4 and then getting up at 6, 7, 8, or 9 to drive wherever you have to drive. So we have a system in place now where if someone's over 10 minutes, then they have to shout everyone in the touring party a drink um, at some point. And um, I think Tyra knows everyone you, a drink. You were late to this one too, by the way. No, I'm talking about, I'm just, just, just bringing up that beer that you still owe us. Yeah. <laughs> nice. After this interview, Tyrone is buying the other two guys a drink. I like that. You guys can talk about what he's going to order you, but let's play a track. I'm going to play Desert Night. How about one of you say something about that song while I bring it up. We, uh, well, we wrote this one, uh, like most of our songs, on the coast of Australia, and uh, I think it kind of summed up a lot of the record for us in that it was, uh, I don't know, written on the beach and had some summery vibes, and we tried to get a feeling of a nice Sunday afternoon with some beers um, and your close friends, and I think... Uh, yeah, that, that's what we were going for with this song. Your touch is taking me away from here. But I'm alright with no direction. Yeah, too much. You're making me forget myself. Let's take a
back to the interview show this is scott wood your host you just heard desert night by a band called rufus or rufus du soul guys i would love it if someone else could say a few words about desert night <laughs> well i guess um this is one of the first tracks that we wrote off their album i think uh we write we when we write when we start writing the writing process we um, name everything uh categorically so that Um, The first track starts with an A, the next with a B, and so on until we get to the end of the alphabet. And every um, uh, song title, uh, working title, was a city uh, name with Atlas, which was uh, sort of how we came to Atlas as well. because Atlas is the name of their first full-length record. So this track in particular was called Berlin, and I think it sort of had that sort of um, darker vibe mixed with uh, this sort of beachy vibe that Tyrone was talking about before that was pretty inherent. As much as we tried to get away from it, uh, with writing the album it was it was hard not to when we were living in uh, sunny Australia at the time in, in summer and ironically now we're going to write the second album in Berlin so there you go <laughs> okay so I'm going to start with something easy some people know you as Rufus some people know you as Rufus Dussault basically there's another band called Rufus which is a funk band from the 70s that we didn't think were still active and if we're selling tickets um, for our shows um, people and if people can confuse that with the other, other Rufus, then we have an issue. Uh, we were trying for Rufus with a V, or Rufus with a double S, or double F. Double F. The same way that we came up with the name Rufus, we feel like it's uh, almost like a destination, and Rufus Dussault seemed like another foreign uh, island, uh, possibly yeah, possibly an island somewhere else. So what was a runner-up? If it couldn't be Rufus Dussault, it would have been what? Well, we had Lost Rufus, but that wasn't allowed. <laughs> we, we had Rufus Oz, we had Rufus Sounds. Yeah, trust me, we, we tried to cover as many as possible. Um, but the process went for like two months, three months to find something that we were happy with that would work. I think it's funny that you guys had to go through all that, considering now everything is on the internet, so it looks like sometimes there's two bands, one called Rufus, one called Rufus du Soul. Exactly. <laughs> I like it. I really like the name. Europe, we are just Rufus. UK, we're Rufus. Australia, we're Rufus. So I guess the US is the odd one out, but um, and North America. Yeah, it's just something that we have to have to deal with and live with, but it's uh, it's working. Rufus do soul or Rufus listening to your music. It's not hard to imagine one guy with a laptop, but there are three of you, and you perform like a band. Uh, I guess I guess in the writing process, it's definitely. Um, we are taking influence and inspiration from, uh, you know, a lot of electronic artists and producers, and it's very production heavy when we write. And so then the live show is basically a question of translating that into a live element. We all play different instruments and, and we sit around and we have fun how we can jam on an idea that we've written in the studio specifically with that sound in mind. We also reference like a lot of um, bands, you know, it's not just uh, electronic music um, and we take a lot of influence from uh, UK rock acts like uh, Xavier and Foles. Um, even um, people like Trent Roller um, have heavily uh, 
yeah, I guess even as producers, they sound guests. They have, you know, big drum sounds in there and, and dirty guitars and things like that. And so if we can reproduce that live on stage, then that's, that's what we've always planned to do and we, and we have been doing. I read that when it comes to writing your lyrics, for this record, you went down to the beach and wrote some poetry. Yeah, we spent a lot of time at the end of um, writing Atlas. Spent a lot of time down at the beach looking over the water with three poetry books. Yeah, and I guess just spitballing a bunch of ideas. Can you tell me an idea that didn't make it into the lyrics? One of the early ideas which... One of the really early ideas that didn't really make it far, had not many legs, but it was something we explored for a couple of hours one day, um, which I think this song eventually became Modest Life. We were like going from the angle of someone um, being a stalker. Yeah, so basically looking afar into someone's window and it was like a weird uh, attachment, you know. I think we had a whole heap of stuff that was really creepy and um, it didn't really fit the song, we didn't think in the end, because it was kind of like a nice feeling and we wanted to match that. But the one thing that did stay was the chorus vocal line which is I'm not waiting I'm coming for you well I think that it's time to play a song by you guys and why don't we play Modest Life sound good? yeah sounds great this is beginning we realize we're celebrating the modest life a chance at your wishes
Welcome back to The Interview Show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard Modest Life off the debut full-length record by Rufus, sometimes known as Rufus Soul. I've got the three dudes here with me. I would love one of you to maybe say a fun fact about the song that listeners may not know. I think with uh, this track in particular, like we were saying before, we write all the lyrics and uh, the vocals at the end, and this track was about where we were at uh, professionally and uh, really committing to what we were doing and just watching people sometimes settle. settle. Dude, that's what it's about, no, settling. Said, what's a fun fact? That's, that's certainly a fact, but it may, may not be a fun fact, but it's an interesting fact. If you have a fun fact, I'll take it. No fun facts about this song. Not fun. No. Rufus Dussault, sometimes known as Rufus. You guys right now are used to playing massive shows in Australia. You're now conquering North America. Whenever a band comes to a new country or new market, they're basically starting over again. I would love it if you could talk about one thing that you can do now in a smaller venue that maybe when Rufus began, you guys couldn't do. I think a really big thing after having played shows and toured for like you know, three to four years, the ability to read a crowd and to be a bit more comfortable on stage. When we started, it was a bit of maybe an uncertainty about how you would go about the set or we were still finding our way like any like any band that's touring or, you know, gelling for the first time. Yeah, I think that um, after playing some really big shows, there sometimes becomes a bit of a disconnection with the crowd, you know, um, particularly if it's a really big crowd. Um, so it's really good to be able to come back to these intimate shows and really, um, yeah, start again with the knowledge that we have after playing for this long and just being able to see people's eyes and the enjoyment and then really connecting with that. Most Australian bands that I've interviewed get to a point where they have to move to grow the band. Bands like Crowd Control, Temper Trap, they've all left Australia and moved to other markets to try to grow their careers. Do you think you guys will ever get to that point? I don't think so, necessarily. We really love Australia. It's a really nice home, but... I guess we are doing it to an extent in that we're writing the second album in Berlin. A lot of our favorite artists are from there and a lot of our influences are from there and I think it would be good for us to just be based there to get a, a better idea of the culture and the sound that's going on there. And in Canada, for Vancouver bands, it's almost a rite of passage that an indie band will move to Berlin for a while and enjoy the culture. There's a particularly vibrant nightclub culture in Berlin that is unlike most other cities. It's, uh, it's pretty different to what we're used to and, and really... Um yeah, I guess you can get locked into a really repetitive uh, sound trance like that whole night and that's sort of, everyone is cool with that there. Everyone is really into the subtleties of, of the sound and a lot of the time the sonics of the sound and that's really cool to pay attention to that stuff sometimes and uh, yeah, sort of reinvigorate your, your passion for, for what you're doing at the time. There's a lot of really crazy club nights in Berlin. What's the craziest, most insane one? that you've been to or heard of. Yeah, well, um, we, <laughs> Berkheim is probably the exactly what you're talking about right there. Last time <laughs> last time we were in Berlin, I spent maybe 12 hours there and really <laughs> enjoyed myself. But it's a pretty crazy, pretty crazy club. Like, I think our sound guy got caught up uh, for 26 hours, 24 hours in that one club without leaving. So I guess it can get you. It's to basically, um, my experience, it was like a festival. It was like the people there on a Sunday were just totally like, uh, hadn't felt anything like it in a club and it certainly didn't feel like a club to me. I felt like thousands of people um, reacting to, to the music, the, the way you would see at a festival and that same sort of vibe 
So it was really hard to leave in that way. And there's a lot of uh, debaucherous stuff going on downstairs and around you as well, which is also pretty entertaining and freaky. <laughs> Arseless chaps, naked dudes, and then like in the, co- in the corners. And then I guess, like I was saying, real festival crowd vibes in the big rooms. Yeah, it's, it's not just guys, though. I think it's girls and guys uh, having sex guys and guys having sex then a hell of a lot of people dancing i think that it's time that we listen to another song i want to play an earlier track we left we left was the first song we ever wrote we uh wrote it in a little town called byron bay it was a rainy night we kind of just jammed out some ideas and shared a mutual appreciation for uh book of shade and trent Muller and thought why don't we try and make a song that's similar to those acts came up with we left and yeah, that's that's how it exists. We just heard We Left by a band called Rufus or Rufus Du Soul. I've got the three guys stranded here in a parking lot with me. I would love it if one of you guys could talk about this track. It's the first track that we ever wrote, literally the first night that we ever started writing music together. And uh, we revisited the track just recently and re-released it, uh, which was pretty crazy to um, go through that similar sound and vibe that we were creating all that time ago. And with the knowledge that we have now with producing and stuff, uh, give it another shot and we're pretty happy with the result. Hold on a second, there's a car that wants to park in this spot, I think. Do they? Well, let's stop for a second and move and see if they do. And so you heard, just to clarify, the new version of We Left, the first song these guys wrote. Sometimes when I interview bands like you guys that always give really good, very seemingly practiced answers, it's hard to get to the good and interesting stuff. So what's one tip you can give me 
to break through and get those answers. Uh, ask personal questions. They're usually pretty good. Like, uh, if I were you, I would ask what's something uh, strange about yourselves or something funny that you might do. And then I would answer. John sleepwalks uh, on tour quite a lot. He's had uh, some really funny experiences in waking up in odd places. Uh, yeah. There you go. Uh, wait, is this going on the show? <laughs> uh, I guess um, sometimes when people interview us, they assume things before they've even interviewed us. So I like it when people ask us and are ready to go on a tangent with us. I think um, the best tip and my favourite interviews have ever um, started with them just breaking the ice completely with like a sledgehammer and just saying something so uh, absurd or outrageous that it, or even offensive. There's one time, for example, I'll give you an example. In Australia, we got interviewed um, by some blog. I can't remember what it, what it was. But anyway, the way he began the interview was, um, so guys, I... Uh, I once sucked Rufus Wainwright's dick. So effectively there, I've sucked your dicks. Can you tell me what that was like? And from there, it was just smooth sailing. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, I have to up my game incredibly. Thank you for the tips, guys. I appreciate it. You're nearly at the end of this current tour. What's one thing in your personal life you are very, very happy to return to shortly? Clean underwear. <laughs> Uh, we're not returning. You gotta top that one. Have you got something? Um, well, a shower, a regular shower in a regular bed. To have your own bed and shower and not have to have a time to wake up or, yeah, that that's a schedule. To not have a schedule is going to be nice. So since showering is so intermittent for you guys, how do you keep yourself smelling fresh we always find a shower is the, is the key to that. There's always showers somewhere, and we'll make sure that we'll find one within, the, within 12 hours of, or 24 hours max. So tell me a tip on how to find a shower when I go traveling. Well, if you're in a band, then there are a lot of venues have showers. Uh, and if not, then you've got to make that um, basin or sink your friend and really get up, get up in there. <laughs> and I guess the biggest uh, key with all that is traveling with your own body wash, which I highly recommend. Nice. Thanks for that tip. Rufus Dussault, sometimes known as Rufus, thank you very much for spending some time with me here in this dirty alley. At the end of the show, the band gets to pick the track I play. We're going to play the track Sunder In, which is the second track, or the first track on our album Atlas. <laughs> it's actually the first track. But in, in original demo um, sequences, it was the second track. So This, this track's about... Um, uh, waking up on a Sunday morning with uh, a lover of some sort or a fling next to you, uh, maybe with the sun creeping in and uh, not really wanting to move from that position and, uh, yeah, really, really soaking up that vibe. Thank you very much for being on my show. Thank you very much for having us on your show. Hola, amigo. Dankeschön. I want to feel that you want it. I want to feel by the morning I want to feel that you want it Oh, let me feel what you are 